guys and welcome to this edition of the She Said Club podcast. Joining me this week is fellow Cookstown girl Maria Donnelly. But for those of you listening will probably recognise her more as Maria Music. Maria, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So before we get started, you had some very exciting news yesterday. Do you want to tell our listeners what you were doing? Yes. So yesterday I was down, which was amazing, I was down with Kirsty at Downtown Radio. And um, for the release of my brand new single, If You Love Me So it officially launched yesterday. Yeah, officially launched yesterday. So like midnight, the 4th of October. So yeah. Very good. So this is really exciting. And you and I have been trying to get together for ages to talk about this. Yes. And it's it's amazing when serendipity works to think that your first official music video launched yesterday. Yeah. And we're sitting here now in our hometown talking about that. So Mental. I have known you for a <laughs> very long time if we were to confess oh the absolute truth i think you used to be a student of mine in my little drama class in the parochial did, center yeah. did you i did 100%. with eamon mccrystal eamon mccrystal and I, I could name quite a few other people probably isn't that mad mental that is literally 20 i was about 15 so that's 23 years and ago. How much did we pay for it? To two pounds. Pound. <laughs> I was loaded. I was the richest student at the weekend. Like two, I Living did the high life. I did two nights. We did Tuesday night and Thursday night in the parochial mm-hmm. centre. Drama workshops. Like, yeah. it's so funny to think. It's so weird when you think back. Isn't it? But I am so proud to be sitting here <laughs> having this interview with you now. Thank you. So you always were a real wee talent, even back then. And yourself and Eamon, who's done amazing things yes, as well. Yes, he has indeed. So hopefully this will be your your tipping point now oh, for the, 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 the big lights. So how did you actually get started in music? Because we, we didn't do music mm-hmm. back then. It was purely totally improvising like back then. Yeah, like I've always been into music. Like mummy would have said that she would, if mummy, if we'd have went shopping somewhere on a Saturday, like we went around the shops, I would have been sitting in the corner of the shop, sitting, singing nursery rhymes and stuff. And she would have been like, shut up mm-hmm. and shopping here or whatever. Um, but I started singing lessons really, really young, probably about like even maybe four or five, like mm-hmm. super young and singing in school. Like I was always in the choir and stuff and was really lucky actually in Holy Trinity in Cookstown. We had like two really, really good music teachers and they were really interested in music. Miss Gillespie, I think she's now Miss Lynch, actually. Um, they really promoted, um, promoted us in music and helped with my confidence a lot and really helped push, push us on and always helping us just get out there and sing like we've run like UTV school choir of the year when I was in school and all of those things that made me know know that I wanted to keep singing because I think the most fundamental thing to singing is the confidence to actually go for it because I love singing about the house Mm -hmm. but if you said to me and I have sang in the past Mm -hmm. but see now I'm like please don't ask me because I don't remember words of songs and things like that. It's so funny though it is confidence. I had so, so, so many knocks about singing and there was a long time actually I went through a period of not singing. Like I remember even singing on stage in the parochial hall, in the choir and people that were in the choir as well going, sing, sing quieter, like, you know, your voice is louder. You need to, don't, it's not fair on other people, you know, or you know, you don't sing this one. Don't you dare sing this song. Yeah. And I could come home and just cry. I would have been so annoyed and didn't know why. Because you actually just love singing. I was just singing how I sing. And some, I don't know if it was loud or not, but yeah. uh, they were telling me, you know, don't you sing. Or I had other people saying, you tell the teacher you don't want to sing the solo. And you say That's that so I sad. should have it. 
Um, and I, in, in secondary school as well, that's when I kind of went through that, you know, when you're a teenager and I think it's the hardest stages. period of your life when you look back so now. So hard. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Proper wee bitches. That was, I really struggled with that in secondary school. Like I was bullied and all of that and would have had people ringing and going, you think you're, you know, you Lethal. think you're, you can sing or you think you're good looking. But do you not think now, and it's wonderful to be that far mm -hmm. side of the fence quite a few years Oh my now, God. But when you look back, you know, and it's even the same in adult life. When people yeah. put you down, it's a deflection of their own insecurities and their oh. lack of confidence. And when people tell you that when you're younger, you you can't, like, I couldn't ever believe that or understand that. I'd be yeah. like, I was just like, no, I need to stop singing or I need yeah. to stop whatever. Or I remember even my posture was bad or I'd look, you know, I'd want to look down and not look confident so somebody would, wouldn't yeah. say something. Okay, it's, it's horrible and, you know, it does take you that wee bit of time to rebuild mm -hmm. confidence because when you left school you actually qualified as a speech therapist yeah yeah I still work as a speech therapist yeah that's amazing and you work with autistic kids don't yeah, you yeah. and you're still singing those nursery rhymes still now. singing the nursery rhymes in and out of the nurseries some of the children don't like me singing at all <laughs> oh. but is that a good gauge now are you really a good enough singer now oh yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> sing away with them like I love I do love my day job as well though singing with the children in school we kind of like music therapy is a big thing for children with autism and it really really helps. But I think music therapy is a thing for everybody. Yeah. See on a Saturday morning here like we come in put the radio on you know dance around the kitchen. Honestly. Music just makes you feel good. It's so funny we were away on holiday this summer with a group of ones and um, they were all laughing at me because I don't know if any of any of your listeners follow Sinead Higgerty the blogger she always she did a lot of talking about music and emotional rescue uh -huh. and I was telling everybody on our holiday about this and then they were laughing at me going if anybody was feeling a bit down or hungover or whatever they were like oh Maria what do they need an emotional rescue we're going to put Spice Girls on <laughs> nice but it's so true it is such a pick-me-up I was yeah. coming home from Cork earlier in the week with work and I swear to God, Storm Lorenzo could have done one. <laughs> it was just torrential Awful. rain mm -hmm. on the window screen for five and a half yeah. hours straight up the road. See, the yeah. only thing that got me through it was the tunes. Dancing, Honestly. singing, having my own yeah. concert in the car with like, Westlife <laughs> and whoever else is playing on it. You know, I went to see them this year. Did actually, you? Don't admit real. that. It's okay. We'll delete that <laughs> okay, bit. Sorry. Only joking. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. <laughs> so we all have them. Go back then. So you qualified as a speech therapist, mm -hmm. right? You're living in England now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, living in London, yeah. Right. So do you think, looking back, because I've watched some of your gigs, and I have to take my hat off to you, Maria, credit for credit. You Thank are you. a talent. Now you are. <laughs> your stuff is class. And I've watched even some of your live performances. Mm -hmm. And you really do have it. Like, you do have it. Thank you. You know, and... Where in London did you start going to open mic nights mm -hmm. or do songwriting competitions or how, how did you get into it over there? So, I mean, I've been writing and stuff for years. Even when I was younger, I used to like write poems and things like that, but then I'd try and make into songs. Um, but I was actually thinking about just getting into doing weddings again because I used to sing at like weddings every weekend at home um, and it was like great pocket money and all of that. It was brilliant. Um, and I thought, okay, I'll start. I, I, I want to do my keep doing my music so I thought oh I'll put up and there's a Facebook site London Musicians Network and I posted in it looking for a guitarist and I thought oh if I, if I get somebody for that maybe I can Partner you know up. start and then start doing gigs in London and even cover gigs and things but I hadn't put my own independent music out there and one guy got back to me a guy a country artist over there called Simon James and he said oh 
um, I'd put some links to um, songs that I'd recorded for weddings and things. And then he was like, you know, you've such a great country voice. I'd love to play with you. I'd love to help you and like help you get in on the scene. Now, did you know you had a country kind of twang at that stage? Yeah. Was that a passion of yours? Yeah. Was that country a, music. a genre you loved? 100%. Carrie Underwood, like blasting, would have been blasting in my room. Dixie like, Chicks. Dixie Chicks, know all the words. Yeah. <laughs> Love the Dixie Chicks. Um, all of that kind of thing, Faith Hill. Yeah, we see that's that real American country, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it. Do you see this jive in an Irish country scene? I can't, I can't <laughs> stand it. And I know people love me and yes. I'll probably lose half my listeners now for admitting that. But I can listen to American country. It's just the it's Irish just everybody's country. Everybody's different taste, isn't it? One hundred percent. Yeah, like I like a bit of both. Like I write. Sometimes it's weird. Like I sometimes I do write songs and I go, well, that's much more suited to like an Irish country artist yeah. on this scene, and I'm starting to send what's things the, out to other what's people. What's the differences? Suppose like some of the stuff on the on the Irish country scene would be more like for a different for the dances you know like you have to be able to do a jive to it or um a certain type of dance to it so it has to have a kind of like a certain tempo okay and things like that i would say um i mean i'm trying to like my sound it's funny somebody actually it was gary um gary dune from the camden irish center when i first sent him my stuff he was like i think what your sound is it's not Americana, but it's Irishicana. Yeah. And he was like, you know, that's your sound. It's your blend. Um, yeah. And in a, in a market too, Maria, to be completely honest, it's so competitive, yeah. it's so ruthless. Totally. You need to be so unique and yeah. have something that nobody else has. And if so you can hard. carve that niche for yourself, because yeah. really and truly, I haven't come across any kind of Irish country singers mm -hmm. that are that Irish American kind of mix. Yeah. yeah. So it's a huge opportunity. It is. Like the British country music um scene like there's a lot of like familiar faces and stuff now that i would know like i've been out on the scene and meeting people and networking and stuff and they're all they're just the talents just fierce the talent is fierce like mm -hmm. really talented artists but they wouldn't and that to be honest actually that is something to say like i think i first came onto the country scene thinking i need to sound like somebody else yeah which is so not the thing no what is it they say stop trying to be everybody else they're already mm -hmm. taken yeah and I like, I'm really, that's only probably this year that I, I mean, I've not been trying to be anybody else over the last couple of years, but it's more like cementing into myself that actually like, I'm, yeah, yeah, and just hearing other people and going, oh, that's brilliant. But not how I sound, but it doesn't make me worse that they, no, whatever, because you're you know? unique and we're all unique. Yeah. And I think the sooner we accept that, the better. You mentioned a really cool thing because I was talking about confidence. Like, mm -hmm. I love singing, right? It's mm -hmm. just feel good. I don't care if it's in tune, yeah. out of tune, whatever tune. But going back to that confidence piece, like when mm -hmm. I watched your videos of you, not even your new, new amazing video, which we've shared on our social, um, but you and your live gigs, oh my God, I, like, I love it and I'm confident and I would stand and talk to anybody, but you're giving her Dixie on the stage, <laughs> singing your heart out. And I said, that's incredible to have such... Oh, thank you. But you love it. But I the do, thing is, yeah. we talked about imposter syndrome earlier. And oh, God, you talked yeah. about um, not using the word yet. Yeah. Explain to our listeners how that's helped you. I can't remember where. I did read it online or I heard somebody talking about it. But this year, I've just really been practicing the power of yet. And that's where, like, really being aware and being present and noticing yourself when if somebody... Or if you're saying to yourself, no, I can't do that, or beating yourself up about something, just always starting to notice when you say it and then add in the word yet. And it's so empowering. 
like I would go, oh, I can't really play that song on the guitar. And I'll hear myself saying it now and I'll go, yet. yet I'll practice until yet. I can. Because there's no such thing as I can't do it, which I really always like believed in. And I'm, I would say I'm a bit of a perfectionist in that sense. Like I was saying to you, like almost yeah. like avoidance perfectionist. Like if I don't think that I could be great or the best at something, I used to maybe Not shy away it. from it or avoid it. Whereas now like the power of yet has really helped with that. Yeah, it's kind of giving you time to mm -hmm. get to the point where you can do it. Yeah. So you were singing lessons, you're in the scene. When did you first pick up the guitar? I went to lessons. Mummy sent me lessons and honestly, like I didn't stick at them. Like piano, whenever I was younger, I went to singing, piano and guitar. So did I. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't stick with any of them. No, like piano, I could play a wee bit. Guitar, like I, I admit I'm not a very accomplished guitar player yet. <laughs> But you play well, but don't I, you? I play all right. I, I, I prefer to have, um, I've got a really great guitarist over in London who we've just became such great friends now, which has also just helped me like immensely on the scene too. Because yeah. we've, a lot of people now would come to our gigs and they're like, oh, I want to see Maria and Tom. Because we've got like just a great friendship now too. Um, but he's brilliant and we play together now. And that actually, having people on your side and that believe in you, like he, we maybe would have went to go and do a gig and, I'd have been like, no, I'll not play tonight. And he was like, you bloody well are playing tonight. I lift that guitar Get out that with you. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? You're playing it. And then that just really helped me because I was like, oh, he was like, it sounds great. Yeah. What are you talking about? But it's that confidence yeah. in again, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So what does the future, that this, right, this new um, video was out. The name of the song? If You Loved Me Once, yes. Now, what is the background between the song? Mm -hmm. Who was your inspiration or what mm -hmm. was your heartache story for this song? Oh gosh, so many. Um, I was one of those people who had like a string of, you know, rotten boys for the years. <laughs> I'll stand there with your sister. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, I just kept choosing the wrong ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, think about it that. I wrote it after, just about after I'd moved away, like to England, maybe a year after. And some of the lines and it's like, it wasn't just about relationships in a romantic sense, also about like family and relationships and about leaving home. Yeah. Um, and I remember like standing at the back door, like me and daddy were getting into the car to get the boat to Dublin in the middle of the night and mummy couldn't look at me. Like she was crying and she kept going out to the back door, going out to the back toilet crying and I was there, couldn't look at her. And I actually moved away in the September. So that's where the line in the song, those September skies were heavy with goodbyes. Yes. That I couldn't look at you for the tears were in your eyes. Um, with the pain behind your eyes, sorry. Um, so she was there and that's where that came from. So it was more also about... It's a real mixed bag. Yeah, and if you loved me once, will you still love me? Because I was kind of thinking, you know, if I move away, is everyone going to still feel the same? And when I come back, you know, are all my relationships still going to be there? My friendships? And yeah. um, the story that kind of evolved then when I wrote the song was kind of, I wanted it to be a duet. I love Americana kind of duets, like... Um, Randy, Travis and Carrie Underwood have an amazing one. I told you so that I love and Lady Antebellum really are a strong influence in my music, yeah. the harmonies and the duets so and stuff. So you had the very handsome Johnny Brady. Only oh, he doesn't did. talk like that. No. He's from Marfelt. He <laughs> <laughs> is Marfelt. Uh, Balamina actually, yeah. But you recorded the video in, in Marfelt. Yes. yes. We did indeed. Um, he, yeah, he kindly agreed to sing on the track. So, so tell us this when you were making the video, because I just think looking back now, my acting aspirations and things like that, <laughs> how do you find it to have that rapport and mm -hmm. act on video when you know there's a camera stuck yeah. in the side of your face? Do you know, 
like I did at drama and stuff in school and everything, but I was always so self-conscious with drama. I don't know why, like I loved theatre studies and all of that, but I was always really self-conscious. It was really nice to dip my toe back into that kind yeah. of thing. Um, I loved it, like all of the scenes. Now, the romantic scenes, that was the hardest bit. Johnny was such a professional. I was definitely cringing, like you're awkward. <laughs> I'd done the first day film and I actually just really enjoyed it. It was fun, he wasn't there for that. And then the next day, he arrived and his two children were there. <laughs> awkward. And we didn't really know each other that well, so they were watching and they made us dive straight into the first scene was where we're like, it's like a flashback scene to when we lived together in the house and we're cooking together and dancing in the kitchen and being in love and holding hands and all of this. And I was like, going to Johnny, your wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, don't worry, it's chilled. <laughs> it's fine, the kids it's are fine. here, they'll keep an eye on me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that in an American I accent. I think though sometimes like, Johnny does have that accent when he's on stage a wee bit probably too, that American that one. Yeah. That'll be you Antoine. coming home next week. Howdy, Neve. Howdy. <laughs> how y'all doing? How, how y'all doing out there? <laughs> no, oh, it was cool. Brilliant. It was really cool. I loved doing the video in the end. So where do you want this to take you now? So, what, what is the big goal? What's the plan? Oh because gosh. you have really come, you've really pushed it over the last few years. Yeah. Now it's fair to say you've really, yeah. I think you've made the decision that you're going for it. Yeah. So the first year, so I've been kind of doing it over the last two years and like writing a lot before that, like the first year was kind of like getting my act together, mm. like um, of who I am as an artist and stuff. And, and actually, that's very clear cut now, isn't it? Do you it know is, exactly yeah, where you're going? I really do. And it's funny, that's, it's actually one of the big meetings that I had. I got invited to a meeting of a guy, he is quite big in Nashville and he's Megan McKenna's manager, or previously was her manager. I'd seen him on TV on that they did this program called there's something about megan okay about her becoming a country singer and i saw him and i just actually found him on online and contacted him and sent him all my stuff and i had an external contact and put him in the email and stuff and he replied and he said oh come and meet me at tyler studios in london which was quite a famous place and it's so convoluted like so somebody from london introducing me to this nashville person as soon as i sat down with him it was him that said oh, I know somebody you need to link in with, it's Johnny Brady. And it's funny, I went from me being from home and never knowing Johnny to get somebody from Nashville to, to connect introduce the dots. us and connect the dots. It was really interesting, but it was him who said to me, I just remember him in his Nashville accent saying, you know, you need to be this bottle of water on the table. He was like, I know what I'm lifting. He was like, I know that's a um, Rockwell bottle of water. Mm -hmm. I know what it's gonna taste like. I know what I'm gonna have every time I have it. And that was his kind of thing about Brandon. Yeah. And he was like, you need to, I need to know exactly what you're about. And I kind of felt, I walked away going, I know what I'm about. I know what my act but is. But you need to tell everybody else what you're exactly. about. Exactly. And so, I didn't really know that back then. Yeah. It's funny because obviously I deal with branding all uh -huh. the time for, for, well, for now my amazing new job. But, mm -hmm. you know, when you're working with other brands and things like that, you have to have a very clear understanding mm -hmm. of what your value proposition is. Yeah who you are, what you're doing, where you're going. You know, you have okay. to, it's like Nike. It's like, are we sportswear or, mm -hmm. or are we just like for, you know, to look well yeah. or do you want to be performance based? So it's carving out your niche in the sector. Yeah, you know? and I kind of always knew what I wanted to do with my music, but it was how to get that across to people. And somebody actually did say to me in an interview recently, oh, you know, this song is a wee bit different to the first song that you put out, which was a wee bit more like Celtic maybe based. Uh -huh. And then I was saying, yeah, well, 
That was actually because you kind of have to have a song on Spotify to actually get your next song on playlist. So You're going to be on Spotify out. later today with this. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> there we go. Um, I know I woke up this morning and it had like two and a half thousand streams and, on the song and That's I incredible. Was, couldn't believe it already. I was like, it's not even, not even 48 hours. So that Brilliant. Was, I was really pleased. Um, but yeah, country country is my thing. Like any song I've ever sang, anyone, always, even if it's a pop song, people are always have always said, you sound very country. Yeah. Um, and I've not wanted to shy away from that or anything. Um, I always like people would always be like, oh, you kind of got that like Faith Hill, Leanne Rhymes kind of vibe. Yeah. I'm always delighted because I'm like, that's the kind of genre, genre. you're falling into. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at all of that you've achieved over the last thirty years now. Um, what advice would you give to any young musician mm-hmm. starting out there? Because it doesn't get any easier. No, it really doesn't. I think definitely the power of yet is a big one for me. And I wish I'd knew that sooner. About just really noticing when you're putting yourself down and going, it doesn't have to be perfect. What is good enough? And that's been another one. Like me starting to go, what, what do you accept as good enough? And then move on to the next thing rather than mm-hmm. I would have sat on stuff for a long time. Like I wrote songs. And I just sat on them because mm. I maybe couldn't bring it to the next stage. But it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> but I just didn't think it wasn't perfect yet. So I think it's just... But there's no such thing as perfect. No. And what's good? It's so true. But yeah. it's aspiring to that. And I don't know. I think just like really believing when people say, oh, I like that. And like we were talking about earlier, just saying thank you when somebody gives, gives you a compliment. compliment. And honest to God, like the boost that that can give you yourself by just saying that. Coming up to Christmas now, have you any big gigs planned, or what are your what are, what's your next big thing? So I've got a lot of my gigs are gonna are over in London and in England, um, before Christmas. We've quite a few gigs coming up. And if people wanted to find out, you know, to come and see you, mm-hmm. we're going to share the video across yeah. all our social channels and on the website. Mm-hmm. But if people wanted to find out more, like on on your Twitter. Oh, we're going to sort yes. that out for you. <laughs> but it's at Mariad Music. Yeah. M A I R E A D yes. Music. I think people um, struggle with the spelling of good old Irish names. I know, honest um, to goodness. <laughs> I'm a victim of that as well, don't worry. I know. What's the one gig you're looking forward to the most over the next six months? Ooh. Um, I've, there's the Rock House, I've got a gig actually, it's a supporting slot, I'm supporting a really great UK artist called um, Katie Hurt, who I've not met yet and she's a really ta- talented musician, Brilliant. Um, so I've just been asked to support her this week actually, so it's in oh, the wow. Rock House in, um, just outside London, so I can't wait for that gig, really really happy about that. And what do you want full time, would mm-hmm. you want to be a recording artist full time, is oh, that I'd the love dream? To be. I think, yeah, that is the absolute dream. I would always dip my toe in and I'd always be involved in like, I love speech therapy as well. I love working with children. So like helping in that sense. But I, a lot of what I do is kind of like music therapy and stuff anyway. So if I can use my music still to help and in that way, I would. If I could tour and have my music out there, more on the recording side yeah I would that would be the absolute dream and are you totally aware like you see um like Little Mix mm-hmm. Jesse did that documentary that yes. was incredible 
Uh-huh. And that's my fear for young people coming in is they don't oh, realise yeah. how difficult it is. Yeah. They only see the glamour and totally. the bright lights and the costumes oh. and the makeup. They don't see the tears, mm-hmm. the hard work to try yeah. and break into the industry. Totally. You know, and when your confidence takes a kick in, like you got it mm-hmm. at school, um, when people said you weren't good, oh, you, not that you weren't good enough, but told you to keep yeah. quiet. Mm-hmm. Do you know, that does affect you. And it's for years and years, yeah. It's rebuilding that and being totally aware. Yeah. And I'd say you're probably ready now. Yeah, I wasn't before. It, it really, for about 10 years, I'd say that really stuck with me. Like, it really did. Like, everything, I still definitely have like that wee bit of a oh, was that, you know, did I come across the wrong way or whatever? But I'm really trying to kick that now and go, yeah. well, frick it. Like, I'm just, I'm I am who I am. Yeah. To be honest, one of the best things about social media, I would say, is that there's this real movement of women supporting women. Thank God. And it is making a big difference. And it's now shunned upon so much more. And people are so much more aware of people trolling and all of those things. I haven't had a load of trolling on social media, but I have had some. Yeah. And it's so hard to take at times. Like It's amazing, isn't it? Because out of all the fabulous positive comments you get, and then one person says mm-hmm. something negative, yeah. you don't remember any of the positive stuff. It's all the one negative comment. Isn't just that so strange, though, yeah. that that happens? Um, that's another thing I'm just trying to be really aware of when I do that. If I hear, if I come away from a gig or something, and someone maybe doesn't say oh that was good or they mm. say oh yeah you did okay or something <laughs> and you're like all oh, right but then just going oh actually but all of those lovely lovely feedback and stuff or maybe just going oh well sure it's not their taste everybody's yeah. different yeah and just concentrating on that but it's enjoying it too and not yeah. taking it too seriously and I yeah. think that's the thing key to success is totally to be totally aware so if you get a tour mm-hmm. no sorry when lovely <laughs> when when you get your yeah, tour yeah. when Mariah music hits the tour next year 2020 yeah. the next six months you'll be on you'll be already on your christmas tour this time next year oh my god imagine no no i will you will imagine when it happens <laughs> yes i'll i'll be there for your first Thank gig you. we'll come over for your first gig you never know i'll maybe come here i don't know good london give me an excuse <laughs> to come to london for the weekend so one thing we always ask um our lovely folk on the podcast if you could give 16 year old Mairead one piece of advice what would it be stop caring so much what other people think I would say and you can do it yeah like you can I think that one is just like finding my own voice but I think the main thing I would just want to tell myself is like just who cares what they think like are they part of your friends or family nope then it really doesn't matter Good for you. And I just want to do your social channels again because anybody listening, any young mm-hmm. musicians that want to get in touch with you, any amazing record producers that want to give you a break. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Any, um, any other singers out there that maybe like to partner with you on yeah. Facebook and Instagram, it's yes. at Mairead Music, M-A-I-R-E-A-D Music. Yeah. Awesome. Maria, I could sit and talk to you all day and I actually would like to know behind the scenes some of those London gigs and what really goes on. But this isn't over 18, so we'll have to listen (laughs) to that another day. Yeah. Maria, thanks a million for joining us on the podcast.